This is our podcast, all of ours. On Yes, a Stripper podcast, we celebrate the stories of sex workers around the world. We inform, we share vulnerably, we learn from each other. No matter who you are, there is an opportunity to learn, laugh, cry, and grow. As sex workers are some of the most incredible people on the planet, and their stories are what the world is obsessed with. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad that you're with me today. Uh, Today was a really special interview. I feel like I say that a lot because all of the interviewees that we have are very, very special. Um, But today's particular episode is extra special because uh, the two folks that we just, that I just interviewed, Log and Mia, are from Iceland. They are sex worker activists from Iceland which a lot of you don't know because I don't talk about this publicly. I used to live in Iceland. I was four years old when we moved there and seven years old when we left. My dad was in the Navy and we got stationed there. And my little sister was actually born in Iceland. And so I spent uh, a lot of time playing outdoors, had a lot of memories of Iceland. And the Iceland that I have memory of is very different from the Iceland that exists now, because in the last decade or so, there has been a massive influx of tourism in Iceland. And, um, we actually talk a little bit about that on the, on this episode, what that tourism did for the Icelandic economy. Um, and we talk about how sometimes the weather can affect sex work. And we also talk about the Swedish model a lot. Now, Iceland has adopted the Swedish model. What is the Swedish model? You may want to know. The Swedish model is actually the Nordic model. It's what people call the Nordic model now. Now, Mia and Lag argue that the Swedish model was developed in Sweden and should be called the Swedish model because not all of the Nordic countries recognize nor utilize this law. For example, Denmark and Denmark would be considered Nordic. And so some of these other Nordic countries and Nordic sex workers are advocating that we use the term Swedish model instead of the Nordic model so that we can all remember what country it was born in, who came up with it. And so that we can not lump in other countries who don't believe in the Nordic model, which we should all be calling the Swedish model. So you're going to hear about, you're going to hear that come up in, in the interview. Um, and you know, we really talked about the dangers and damages that the Swedish model does, um, not only to sex workers, but also to our clients, which in turn leads to damages towards sex workers. This was just such an eye opening conversation. Iceland is a very small country. You would think that things wouldn't be as bad, but they are. Um, however, there is a lot of good and Mia and Log are so inspirational. They are doing incredible work and they are doing groundbreaking work, work that it sounds like hasn't really been done there in the realm of advocating and activating around sex work in Iceland specifically. So I'm really excited for you to all learn about what's going on in this country and how you can raise your awareness about our siblings over in Iceland. Give them a listen, give them a follow and find ways to support them if you can or share with others who can support. Just get to know what's going on around the globe because um, 
we are dealing with shit everywhere. And, um, it's a big reason why we should embrace each other and, um, find ways to unify so we can fight this good fight together. Love you all so much. Let's pop on over to see Mia and log and chat with them. Thank you. Hi everyone. This is AMD here back with another incredible episode of yes, a stripper podcast. Um, we have some amazing international guests today, but as usual, before we get to them, just a little public announcement that we just absolutely love your money. And we would love if you donate to us because that is what helps pay for the hosts and the producers of this show to keep it going. So you can send your hard earned money to paypal.me forward slash yes, a stripper podcast. And I promise your money will go towards a great cause, which is to pay sex workers for their work. So thank you in advance. Moving on to our guests today, we have Log and Mia. Hello, you two. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Hi. <Very good>. <laughs> Awesome. It's so lovely to have you here today before we get started, because I don't want to, I don't want to give it away too soon where, where you all are from yet. So before we get into it, um, Log and Mia, can you please tell us what your pronouns are? Yes. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, uh, and mine is they, them. Awesome. So Mia is she, her, and Log is they, them, for those of you who are listening and not watching the YouTube videos. Um, okay. Where are you all calling in from today? Reykjavik, Iceland. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. So just to give the audience a little context, um, Log, you had reached out to us on Instagram. You had mentioned that you were a sex worker activist in Iceland. And it just so happens I used to live in Iceland as a small child. My father was in the Navy. We lived in Iceland for three years on the um, naval base of Keflavik, mm-hmm. which like how far away is that for you guys? It's like a, like 40 minutes. Oh, really? 45. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember much about driving. I think I was like four when I moved there and seven when I left. So I don't remember too much, but I can tell you, I remember the snow. How is that going? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, last winter was uh, very rough. Was it really? I don't know how many times I got stuck in the parking lot when I was really? trying to exit. Really? Is it like more snow than normal? Um, no. Okay. No, it's just just regular. We just there's this Icelandic thing with um, we forget every year how bad the winter is. Mm-hmm. Because we're so excited about the summer and then we're really excited about the summer and then it's winter again and we're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I kind of remember the same thing. I just have memory of like blizzards, constant blizzards. Yeah. 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 So you all are doing sex work activism in Iceland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you give us like a synopsis of what you're up to? What's going on out there? Can you just break it down for us? Yes. So I think mainly we've been very active on social media with uh, Instagram. We've been a little bit on Twitter and we also have a Facebook page um, where we just kind of try to uh, educate people about sex work and about like how all kinds of people do it and, you know, kind of dismantling all this, this stigma around it. Because basically like, so until we started, 
um, there was no one talking about sex work. Um, really? There was the occasional interview with like a prostitute. Right. And it was like, you know, like her, she was facing the back to the camera and everything was black and her voice was changed, you know? Okay. Like that's what we were working with before we started. Right. Um, so there was a lot of work to do and there still is a lot of work to do in destigmatizing. Um, yeah. Basically, like, there's never been a face in Iceland. So we've mm. kind of become the face. <laughs> really? Um, and because in Iceland, it seems to work like we're a really small community. We have 360,000 people in the whole country. Okay. Um, and uh, of that, I think, like, 30 or 40,000 are immigrants. So. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a very small place. And yeah. due to that, just people haven't spoken out because in, in the eyes of society in Iceland, it's like sex work goes hand in hand with drugs. And if you're a drug addict in Iceland, you're like um, not very well set in the community, you know, in the order of hierarchy. Okay. Um, and so basically, yeah, we've been doing a lot of just like, hi, we're people. Yeah. Um, and it's been going really well. Really? Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Surprisingly. Yeah, I know. Okay. We, we weren't expecting this. <laughs> well, that's actually one of my questions for you is what are some wins that you've experienced doing the work that you're doing out there? Um, yeah, my, my first uh, thought is like when we were invited to a panel discussion for a sexologist and it was like a sexologist from all around the Nordic countries uh, coming together in this conference and it was like a few day conference and a sexologist here invited us to be in this panel discussion about sex work and we were encouraging also other sexologists to give like sort of uh, free classes and et cetera to sex workers in their country. And also look up like red umbrella organizations in their countries and look for the kind of human rights fight that is going on there. Yeah. We had a wild experience at this conference to kind of derail a little bit. We yeah. had this wild experience where this guy came up to us like he, he's um, some Norway, like from some guy from Norway who was involved in politics. And he was like, I didn't know sex workers could like talk and you know so much things. And we were just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Genuinely surprised to hear sex workers just, just talking. And making sense, you know, and yeah. like talking about policy. He was just like, you know. And, and who is this guy again? Oh, he was some like politician slash sexologist from Norway. Yeah. Okay. So he's also a sexologist and thinks that people who like do sex for a living can't speak, even though he himself is a sexologist. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah so it was weird. We were just looking at each other like, what the mm-hmm. hell? Yeah. That's, that's really bizarre. Um, wow. Well, that is very cool. And like, what has been the media response to your work out there? really positive yeah i i feel like a lot of OnlyFans creators especially have gotten a lot of media coverage and so it's been kind of it's opened a wide discussion 
yeah, like on people, sex work. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. are only fans are like some of them are kind of like celebrity status um, okay. in Iceland, um, which is which is like why I never expected this at all, you know. Yeah, um, because I mean, we've we have banned strip clubs and we have weird old laws about distributing porn in uh, printed material. Like, okay, it's, it's I, I have so many strange. questions. Yeah, I have so yeah, many questions know, right? now. <laughs> okay, so okay, so they banned strip clubs. When yeah, and why and, and how did that happen? Um, I think it was two thousand and something. Two thousand. I want to say 2015, but I think it's wrong. Okay. I think it's more like 2005. Yeah, like, or 2000 Or 2010, or, I don't some, know. Some, somewhere <laughs> around there. All right. Um, it was just banned. Um, and now we have really weird laws about it, which mean that some clubs can still have dancers, but they have to call them like dance like it's it's strange and they're not allowed to wear heels and some weird bullshit so yeah. there's no like there's no strip club and there's no employment of strippers uh there's individual like ex-strippers here that have started to perform just like pole dancing but they like often take this stripper side of them with them into that sure and so that's the only way you can kind of perform in a sexual way but you're still not getting like paid necessarily so where do they perform walking in there like they're going to a strip club to tip you a bunch right so are they performing at like bars or nightclubs or something yeah yeah okay you do like perform like this yeah okay and you don't get paid to be there and you don't get tipped no, not really. Okay. It's it's a rare occurrence that someone gets tips. Okay. And you do it because you enjoy it and you want to do it. Yeah. Is that why you do it? Yeah. Okay. I've always just loved being on stage. And I just, I also love pole dancing now. I used to do mm-hmm. ballet for many years. Yeah. And so it just kind of comes naturally to me. And I feel like I, I'm not happy unless I get to go on stage regularly. Yeah, I understand so I would, very much. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like, I would do it for free, but like yeah. I would love to be paid for this. Absolutely, yeah. But, would it be illegal for you to like have a show, like make a show? Is that something that would not be legal? No, like you can have a, a show. Okay. But you can't have private dances that's an absolute no no um um Hmm. yeah but like we don't have like a strip club necessarily to like not a strip club environment to have shows in right like you don't have a place where there's like a stage and you could put up a pole and like like it's more just like bars you have to perform at bars or something and then you can bring your pole with you got it okay and you have to pay like you know, the lighting technician and, you know, all of that stuff as well. And you have if to- you're performing there. Right. And then, but you don't get paid. So then you're like no. paying. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But they hmm. sell tickets to the show. Okay. And then they take a percentage of that. Okay. But like with a dance group that I'm performing with, we, we just pay monthly for like the rent uh, to make the rent of the studio that we have. Okay. And then 
everything that we make extra in shows goes into that or goes into buying new poles and stuff for our studio. Gotcha. Log, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's so funny how the law is like, you can't have a strip club, but you can put on a show if you pay everyone to do it. Like, And don't get paid for it. Yeah, don't get paid for yeah. yeah, so it's almost like they're outlawing you being able to make money off of doing what you choose to do with your body. Yes, definitely. So I, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, okay, I have more questions. So the pornography thing so printed pornography illegal or bad yeah well like you know um it depends if the police wants to go and deal with it like uh-huh. so like technically we have this law that is like uh production and uh, redistribution of porn in print is illegal Okay. There was a whole thing for a while with the police being like, oh, we don't know if we're going to go go for the OnlyFans people, you know, because because they could, um, like, how they... Um, how they see it? How they see the law is what's important, not like what the law says. Mm-hmm. So if they could find a way to make it appropriate for OnlyFans, but they never did. You know, it, it's, it seems to be just like a sort of looming threat, though. Okay. They might go after the OnlyFans people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, a lot of sex workers just aren't allowed to pay taxes, even if they want to. So they would okay. want to go after the takings for being, like, illegal takings. You're not, you're not paying the taxes. But the ones that want to pay tax is, like, the tax technically doesn't want to take your money kind of got it so i'm i'm kind of confused i did a tiny bit of research um um i've noticed that it looks like iceland has adopted the nordic model is that yeah. true yeah. yeah we like to be specific and call it the swedish model because there are some countries like denmark who don't have this model and they're always like you know don't don't like they don't, don't want to be lumped in, in got it yeah. okay <laughs> so it was the swedish it was sweden the officials yeah, the there model, that yeah. developed it got it yeah. so we should call it the swedish model i'm down i'm down yeah. okay and also yeah. it puts the blame squarely where it should be which I, is on sweden that's a really <laughs> really good point um so under the swedish model Mm-hmm. How could officials come after OnlyFans if technically sex workers doing sex work is has been de- decriminalized under the Swedish model? It it would be um, for these like in print laws. It wouldn't be for the Nordic model, like uh, the Swedish model. Oh, so it would be under these other okay. laws that are separate. Because it's not in-person sex work. It's considered a different medium and therefore there's different um, like uh, regulations around it, basically. Okay, so here, okay. Thank you for letting me ask you all these questions because I'm just, I'm full of them and I'm sure, and the more you talk, the more I'm like, wait, what about this? What about that? Um, Okay, so you don't have strip clubs. OnlyFans is precarious. Where do people yeah. do their sex work? 
this is the thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> still? Yeah. I mean, yeah, still only fans, but there's just this looming kind of maybe threat that the police will do something about it. Okay. Um, but so far they're like, it seems to be like every few months there's like a, oh, they might do this, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. But um, also people are just doing it fucking like uh, it out of the way, underground, like... <laughs> Like hotels, people's houses, things like that? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, hotels, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but there's there's this sort of like very, it's not an unspoken rule. Like in some countries, it's a very spoken rule that if there's a sex work going on in your place, you have to fucking go to the police. You have Mm -hmm. to, you know, because under the Swedish model, um, if you're renting an apartment, um. And you're paying with your sex work money. It doesn't matter if you're working at home or not. Your um, landlord is, you know, if the police find out. So, you know, if you were to go to them to say like, hey, violence has happened against me. They can then be like, oh, I see you live there. I'm going to give your landlord a call. And then you're homeless. Right. Because because he can be charged for pimping. Because, because if the landlord knows under the Swedish model, right, everybody else yeah. is criminalized except yes. for the actual sex worker. And this is exactly the, the sex worker is criminalized in so many like different ways. Yeah. Inside like or, you know, life becomes harder for a sex worker. Yes. That's why, like most of the people that are usually arrested uh, because of this, this model is um, sex workers for working together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Clients aren't even the biggest uh, number of those arrested. Yes. And then if you do get busted with the client or like, you know, your client get busted, uh, the police is entitled to take away your money because it's like proof of a crime. It's evidence. Ah, like, yeah, <laughs> my head is spinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very much like a catch-22 situation. Right. And a lot of people, this is why education is so important for us, because a lot of people are like, what? Oh, my God, are you sure? And we're like, yeah, we've studied this. We're sure. <laughs> okay, so what what are you finding that you're having to activate around the most? What are some policy changes you want? Like, like what types of actions are you finding that are a priority for your community? Um, well, I mean, we want to fully decriminalize. Sure. And I mean, we believe that this can become a reality, um, which is really scary. (laughs) Yeah. But Really, really, you know, we, uh, you know, I think we could do it. Okay. I think I believe in you 100%. I think you can do it too. I think we can all do it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. What were you saying? Yeah. Just like um, there, I feel like uh, people in Congress are very polarized when it comes to sex work. Okay. Um, And... (laughs) It's like, I know one politician, or she used to be a politician, um, she made this whole Facebook post about how porn should still be banned and, you know, blah, 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 because it was all just oppressing women. Yeah, Um, this is very much the sort of, 
the with the older feminists especially like younger feminists are very much um where we are in terms of like we own our own bodies bodily autonomy we can do what the hell we like um and it's the older feminists that um are in like yeah in government and uh, in you know like um like well set positions in in society okay um and they are very against decriminalization and then you ask like why and there's no real answer it's just legalization is bad and we're like yeah we know legalization is not great yeah we don't want <laughs> like, that either yeah there's we're we're sort of um experiencing this like gaslighting yeah um a lot with with these sort of I mean, we call them swerves, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, we call them that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of gaslighting of like them being like, oh, we just, we really care and we want to do what's best. And and the Swedish model is what's best. Right. And, and you're like, okay, but I'm here and this is my experience. And they're like, well, you're just privileged. <laughs> okay. We shouldn't listen to you. You know? right. And then if we don't show our faces or don't show our names, it's like, oh, you're just a pimp pretending to be like... We've been accused of being pimps so many times. Okay. Pimps and clients, we're just, we have the pimp lobby and the pimp agenda and like, and we're just like, we're just workers. Like, right. like I was a survival sex worker. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So do you have an organization or is it just you two as individuals? So you have an organization. Yeah, can we, can have, we talk yeah. about it's, that so people know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's just called the Red Umbrella Iceland. Or Redereklimen in Icelandic. Yeah. Um, we okay. thought it would be like the simplest to, um, because there are so many organizations called the Red, like Red Umbrella something. Mm-hmm. Um, because it links us all together. And I like that. I like the sense of community that it brings. Definitely. And, and how many of you are there? Is that, is it okay to ask questions about the organization? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. How, how many um, of you are there? Is there a group? of So you? like we're, there's a lot of people that are like maybe active or not active. Uh, right now there's like what, seven of us that are pretty active. Okay. Um, but that changes a lot. And I get that a lot of us have like friends that maybe like have this opinion, but they don't want to say it out loud. So they tell it to us and then we can bring it forward. Okay. Um, because we've kind of, you know, we've become part of these phases of sex work. Um, yeah. And because of the shame and stigma, a lot of people don't want to come forward themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty common. That's pretty common. And I, I totally get that. Um, so what specifically are you focused on? Is it just decriminalization or, or are there like current events or like random things that come up? Is there something happening right now? Okay. And so basically, so, um, we do quite a lot of things. So we're doing like constant educational stuff on social media then uh, occasionally we do like um, like an educational event. So like an organization, like um, like one of the groups at the university might hold an event for like equality days or something. And then they invite us to speak to people about like, what is sex work? What do sex workers want? Like all of this stuff. Um, and we've held like a couple of fundraisers like that too. So people can come and 
um, like donate some money and learn about sex work um, and learn about our rights and stuff. Yeah. And, and then we've oh, been on TV and yeah, on we interviews went. <laughs> and stuff to kind of like try to get into the mainstream with the like talk of decriminalization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had this pretty, pretty big like TV show uh, that we went on. And it's kind of like uh, just looking into different people's lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was, they like talked about sex work and all of that and interviewed some of our members and us. Yeah. Decriminalization doesn't um, increase the amount of people in sex work. And then there's like studies to back that up. Uh, yeah. And then the only thing that we get apart from, oh, legalization is bad, when we say decriminalization, is um, I, I got the other day uh, child prostitution has increased in decriminalized countries. And I was like, oh, I'd love to know more about this. And I got nothing. She, really? Like she just wanted to tear us down, you know? Okay, so they're um, just so what they're doing is they're like spitting out information without any receipts or actual facts or actual proper research and survey. They're just saying this is what we think. Yeah, but they don't frame it like this is what we think. They sure. frame it as this is how it is, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and then they'll be like, I know how it is because my friend is a sex worker. Or like, my, no, my friend w- was a prostitute. A victim of prostitution. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's what you're up against. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Because they, they probably, and I'm guessing here, you can correct me if I'm wrong, have some sort of prestige or reputation for doing very good work. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And they also have like, they have their friends in government, you know, (laughs) naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember one time a friend saying to me, if, if, uh, prostitution were legal, I would do it. And I remember telling her, I was like, that is not a proper thing to say. That is very damaging, very hurtful. And it's untrue. I don't think you would. I think you're just saying that because you think it's cool. And please don't ever say that again, because people don't do it because it's legal or illegal. There's so many reasons why people do it It has nothing to do with the law. So yeah, and I and it was a very offensive statement, and for anyone to say that is very offensive because that's not why we choose to do sex work. Exactly, and yeah. also I've had this to me a few times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if it was if it was more legal, if it was safer, I would do it. I'm like, yeah, okay. I get yeah. if it were safer. I get that if it were safer yeah, because it, it can be dangerous. And if that's the unfortunate truth, and it's dangerous because we have people perpetuating misinformation and lies about what we're doing and finding no ways to help protect us. I get that. Yeah. No, but it's more more with the legal, you know. Got it. But if yeah. I, if I were safer legally. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh but, my gosh. This but is But I mean we we've, we've had some other wins. Sorry, going back to your like yes. first question. Please share those. Yes. Um I think I think the sort of the public like we've had some wins with just the public like the perception. We've we've worked really hard with other sex workers to like try to change this um perception of uh sex work because yeah, like in Iceland, it's always linked to like, like there. Before we started speaking up, the common thread was, um, 
all sex workers are damaged. All sex workers have had child abuse happen to them. That's why they're sex workers. Um, they're all broken people. You can't trust what they say because they're so traumatized. Like these were the things that were the leading, you know, and, and that the Swedish model is good because it protects the poor women, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's the, that was, that was the societal view. And I think that's changed a lot now. Yeah. Yeah. I've had people message me and be like, thank you for talking about this because mm-hmm. uh, I'm starting to understand this better now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we get a lot of those messages and yeah. they feel really good, you know, because that feels like, um, the destigmatization work that we're doing is working. Yeah. It means that maybe people can be more open about the fact that they're doing sex work with their families because a really big thing in Iceland, because we're so small and once someone knows something, everyone knows something. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of sex workers just keep the information to themselves and never tell anyone, not even their best friend. So, Um, Yeah. And that's a problem. Like, that's why we wanted to start Red Umbrella, because we wanted a community. So they could Um, talk to somebody, yeah. Yeah, because when I first came to Iceland in 2016, after living abroad, um, I tried to contact a worker, and she was way too scared. She, like, we engaged a little bit, but uh, as soon as I said, like, we should meet up, she she just ghosted. Because there's so much stress about, like, what if it's the police? What if it's someone in your family? Like, <laughs> so is that a thing? Um, Do people catfish sex workers to like catch them? Do- um, okay, so or am I? Uh, or do we not? They don't catfish that? sex workers to get them, but there has been a case of um, cat catfishing clients. Okay. Um, some very cool feminists um, did that a few years ago. Um, okay. so they. Yeah, and what, what that did, because they like got this guy and he came to this location and then they called the police on him and like didn't let him leave. And um, that just made it unsafer for sex workers who are doing work because yeah. all the clients have heard about this in the news and they're going to be like, oh, like, fuck, what if, it, what if this, you know? So they're going to be more cagey and they're not going to give you maybe the information that they would have given you otherwise. Yeah, because so what, like actively dangerous, <laughs> right? Because that particular client was just trying to find some consensual sex work. Yes. Right. Right. And so now, okay. I don't like the Swedish model. We have to let the Swedes know that we don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just blown away by so much of what you're telling me. I think one of the, the questions that I, I ha- have been having is, is the landscape of your country, right? So you're in Reykjavik, which is the capital of Iceland, right? It's yeah. the capital. Got it. And um, how many other cities are there? Are there, like, is the main population in Reykjavik? Yes. Okay. The, is, the, is there another city? There's no other city, but there's a lot of towns. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And I mean, like, I mean, sex work is happening probably in most of them. Okay. So it's um, happening all over. Yeah, I think so. Maybe, like, you know, maybe... <sighs> Not always, uh, like, in-person sex work, but definitely... Sure. Only fans creators all around the country. Gotcha. Yeah. 
there's one girl that is my friend and and she's a farmer yeah <laughs> okay so yeah why not yeah, um we have a cool we have a cool like co-worker like ex-co-worker and activist in Akurede and like there's there's sex workers in Akurede which is like the next biggest town I think probably yeah okay and then um, what's your diversity like in your community is it all very white female or are there men are there trans people people of color there are trans people um, okay there's a couple of men yeah and but it's mostly like white females yeah um okay um yeah but and, and your population is is most because a lot of people that live in iceland are, are pretty native to that land right mm-hmm. yeah okay. yeah there's um yeah there's like thirty thousand to maybe like maybe forty thousand um immigrants or migrants okay um, where do people migrate from to come to iceland like all over the world all like a lot world. of europe Okay. Um, but it's pretty hard to it was very hard and now it's like a little bit less hard but still hard to co- to come and live in Iceland. Mm-hmm. You have to like meet like certain criteria and you have to be like a specialist that can't be found in Iceland to get a job as a specialist, you know. Okay. Um, so I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty shitty, but mm-hmm. I mean most people can come study here at least. Okay. But there are also like some companies like building companies and stuff that that do um just bring workers from different countries to okay. Iceland. Yeah, but a lot of this is coded in trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um like the tourist the tourism industry it's a lot of trafficking and the building industry is a lot of trafficking. What are they building? Um, just, just hotels mostly. Gotcha. Um, uh, they just do it to cut costs because yeah. because the people that are coming here don't necessarily know their worker rights. Oh and, yeah, not and at all. sometimes you know there there have been cases where their passports have been taken away. Yeah. But okay. but people are only concerned with the sex industry. <laughs> Right. And they're not concerned with like, and, and I'm wondering like, who's taking their passports away? Is it the, um, the corporations that are in charge of these building these structures? Yeah. A lot of the time in Iceland, it's not really a corporation. It's just like two guys. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> a, a corporation, a company is like two guys. Mm-hmm. And maybe they hire a third person to like deal with the trafficking. Okay, so it's like these guys overseeing the building of a structure, like the the the, the construction of a building, and then they yeah. and then their other job is to traffic workers who they're stealing their passports and not really paying them. Is that yeah, what I mean, am it's, I gathering? It's, it's, okay, there's been a problem with this in Iceland. Like it it went in the news a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but we have this genius thing in Iceland where a company can just declare bankruptcy and get a new. Um, like ID number uh, for a new company and keep doing the same thing. So that's kind of what happened and no accountability takes place. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess it's not terribly surprising because there's just so few people there and there's so, you know, it's almost like the government may be more empowered to get away with more because there's fewer people to figure it out. Companies 
kids are more empowered to get away with everything. Right. Because they're just, there's no overseeing, like there's no policy, there's no... I mean, there is policy, but I think it just depends on how much you want to follow it and who's your friend. Right. And that's the other reason for it being smaller. It's easier to make friends in high places and get away with all this shit. That's what it that's sounds like. That's very much the Icelandic way. Mm-hmm. We make friends with someone. We're like, you went to school with this guy and he will, he'll sort it out. You that know? makes so much sense. I mean, yeah. I don't like it, but it makes so much sense because when your network is smaller... It's easier to maintain and get what you want. Sorry, it's really no surprise like how much corruption is in Mm -hmm. Iceland. Mm -hmm. There's uh, like in government everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's here too. It's it's ridiculous how much corruption there is here. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it's almost more frustrating for me to see it happening with you all when it's almost like, you know, there's a real opportunity to do something good in the world with a smaller Mm -hmm. population, you know? And, um, I guess I'm just like a little disappointed that a country that has the opportunity and like, quite honestly, the means like the Mm -hmm. tourism that has increased in that country, I've watched it with my own eyes happen. And I know Mm -hmm. that more money has been, you know, put into the country through tourism. And so we're like a super rich country. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard how expensive fish is to eat there. I've heard, you know, yeah, even when you go to like the cheap supermarket, it's still expensive. Yeah. And, and that has, must have been something that's impacted all of you in your daily lives, right? With more tourism, inflation happened in your country and things that you normally were buying have, have all gone up in price, right? Is that, is that what happened? Yes. (laughs) And now like one of the biggest uh, unions is having a drama. Yeah. One of the biggest unions is always having a drama. Is it the worker union? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Tell me more. Well, I mean, we have like different types of unions. Iceland is, I think, the most unionized city, like country in the world. Uh Uh-huh. It's kind of mandatory to join a union, but there's like different kinds for different um, like jobs. Yeah. Um, and they're having but, drama I mean, too. Sorry? They're having drama. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they handle a lot of immigrants and people yeah. that work minimum wage jobs. So okay. yeah. And uh, their their sort of like leader has stated many, many times that sex workers shouldn't um uh, sex work isn't work and it's disgusting for them to think about joining a union. You are up against a lot out there, but you seem so enthusiastic and happy about what you're doing and you're so positive. We've had wins and it's great and it's going well. And I'm so I'm happy, so happy to hear that. And like, I'm inspired by you because you literally have so much stacked against you, but you're still like, yeah, we're winning and that's great. And I, and I want to know more about like in the future, I want to see more of that. And I want to follow what you're doing. What were you oh going God, to we say? Come back like to, to give you an update when we've decriminalized. Oh. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. But I mean, I, I really do believe that we can do it. I do too. Like, I, I think we can even do it in my lifetime. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know, but, but we're, we're very hopeful because, because I mean, since 2020, when, 
um, I mean, everyone went inside because of COVID and a lot of people joined OnlyFans. Um, we've just been having this ongoing discussion. We call it the OnlyFans bomb um, that happened in our culture because yeah. suddenly everyone was talking about OnlyFans and people were on it and they weren't ashamed of it. And yeah. that was like new and weird and really interesting for the media. So the media really grabbed onto it and yeah. people want to talk to us. Yeah. They want to talk about what we're doing. And, and there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of like vibes of like like I've been I've been stopped like when I'm outside and people have told me like oh hey I saw you on the TV that makes so much sense like I really agree with you and I never That's thought about awesome. it awesome that's so, really cool one drawing class with a with this teacher and um, the, the when I was 18 and I'm 23 now and I, I just met her like this summer at a graduation party for my friend and. Um, she came up to me and she was like, hey, do you remember me? I just want to tell you that like what you're doing is very cool and like good for you. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, that's like, I'm surprised she remembers me. But yeah. Yeah, that yeah, must feel good. Yeah. 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 So like just seeing this changing tide, I don't know, it really, it gave us some wind beneath our wings, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of hope because... In a lot of countries, uh, swerfs have already, like, this kind of thing has already happened. Like, the swerfs already are leading the media and all of this. But people, like, just didn't talk about it before we started talking about it. It just mm -hmm. wasn't spoken of. So there isn't really that kind of propaganda that has been put out there mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. Um, because it's so stigmatizing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like everyone was scared to talk about it, but now it's like people are. Yeah. Like it's becoming less scary. That's great. That's really awesome. Oh, like yeah, we're getting like invitations, and like we've had like politicians reach out to us that want to talk to us. That's great news. And yeah, that's really exciting. That is um, exciting. So that's awesome. It's, it's just making it happen. That's so yeah. hard. Yeah. Well, how long have you been at it now? How long has this been? I work? mean, so we started in 2016, but then okay. we kind of didn't really get very active until 2020 when the OnlyFans explosion happened. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. It, before we move on to like the the um, tips segment, is there anything mm -hmm. that you feel like we haven't talked about or that's important to mention um that you're working on or that you um did we miss anything basically um oh maybe like a little bit more about what we do so yeah. like we've had we've had like social meetups okay um so we have the educational things we have the um like lobbying for decrim then we have the like socials because you know, to just help build the community. Um, and then um, we do a lot of fundraising. And people are really into, like, Iceland is quite a big sort of, like, fundraising. Like, there's a lot of giving okay. of money. Um, it's kind of, like, part of the culture, it seems to be. That's awesome. Um, 
And so we do a lot of fundraising and every time we fundraised, we get a lot of money, you know, and we do fundraising. So for, um, for workers specifically, so someone will contact us and be like, Hey, I'm a sex worker. I have no money. I need to get food and like pay for medicine. And so we just fundraise. Yeah. Um, do you think that during the winter months that tends to happen more because it's harder to get around? with the weather i guess so like we haven't really had much requests in this summer it was more in the winter yeah Mm -hmm. we hadn't noticed that (laughs) yeah yeah i think it gets a lot harder it gets harder to do everything totally i recall (laughs) (laughs) how hard it was we would just go out and sled that's pretty much all we could do exactly (laughs) Yeah, we used to build um, snow tunnels because the snow was so deep mm-hmm. that we used to make like just like all kinds of tunnels that would like go through stuff. And like, yeah, it was really fun. Wow. I think I have pictures of that somewhere. Yeah. This is like the kind of thing I used to do too when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Build yeah. snow houses and stuff. Wow. Um, I'm just so impressed. I'm so excited for what you're doing out there. I can't wait for people to hear all about this because I had no idea what was going on regarding this. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you two have some advice for our audience, what we call stripper tips, but knowing that you're not strippers is totally fine. It's just more of like a fun title um but it can be yeah. a tip that applies to clients yeah. civilians other sex workers whoever i have uh one and that okay. is like uh no matter if you have beef with another sex worker or whatever if you don't get along with someone um it doesn't matter as long as we just stay uh together in like when when something goes wrong yeah like in the fight you know the solidarity in the fight like as long as we have solidarity when something happens or like someone needs help yeah um, then all that like doesn't matter and we need to be able to come together no matter what because it's a small community so there's bound to be some you know ruffling of feathers but yeah when it comes down to it we yeah. need to stand together. When yeah. something important is like in front of us, then then we do stand together and help each other. I love that. Thank you. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a very like um my my tip is not this like <laughs> activisty. Um okay. my tip is just like wherever you have your space so if it's like your locker if it's your locker in the surf club or your locker in the brothel or your you know your space where you take clients like customize it make it yours I didn't realize that I could do this until I'd been working for like a few months then I was like oh wait I can bring some pillows from home and (laughs) I can bring like all of this stuff you know and make it cute and I felt so much better like I felt like I was me you know um and I could have that little bit of me you know and I I think that's a good tip yeah that's nice 
I love that. That's very nice. Thank you. Do you want to let everyone know how to find you and follow you and to learn more about all of the amazing work that you're doing? Yes. So our Instagram is, um, well, it's an Icelandic. <laughs> it's an Icelandic. It's going to be hard to, um, to spell it. Maybe show it on the screen or something. <laughs> okay. not the no, not the messages. <laughs> yeah. You can try to spell it. Let's see. Um, uh, it's a little, okay. Rauda Regnifin. Okay, yes. Rauda. Let's do, I think if people type in the first part, R-A-U-D-A dot R. Dot, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if, if people type that. that in, you're going to find it. So one more time, that's R-A-U-D-A dot R is the beginning part of your Instagram handle. We're going to tag you on Instagram and everything as well. So I highly encourage our listeners to look for the tag on our Instagram to find Red Umbrella Iceland. I think our Facebook page is also linked to our Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So like if you, and, and we have both uh, Red Umbrella Iceland and Red mm-hmm. Rakiven in okay. the Facebook page. Yeah, so you can, if you type in Red Umbrella Iceland, you should get our page on Facebook. Okay, perfect. And then you have a website link in your Instagram profile, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. an article that we did for a, like a feminist kind of like zine or like magazine, like feminist publisher kind of thing. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and also for our, our audience, you there is an option to translate the website to English. Um, I I browse everything on Google Chrome and Google Chrome makes it very easy to switch your language. So just a Mm -hmm. little tip for our listeners out there. Um, Wow. Because we we do a lot mostly in Icelandic because it's our audience. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) That makes absolute sense. I feel like I've learned so much today. I hope our audiences, I know that they have to have learned some new stuff today. So I'm so grateful to you for reaching out to us to want to do a show with us and for sharing your time and your experiences and your work with us. It's been such, so incredible getting to know you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We're like, we're super excited to be <laughs> I was super excited too, very much. Thank you. Thank you to all of our audience listeners out there for tuning in. And please don't forget to donate to Yes, a Stripper Podcast at paypal.me forward slash Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you for absorbing this episode of Yes, a Stripper Podcast. We love your listening. Yes, a Stripper Podcast is produced by Period Podcast Network. Please like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast, and please consider donating to help keep this podcast alive. Send your love to paypal.me forward slash yes, a stripper podcast. And that's on period network. <laughs>